I'm going to say something crazy. Your parents are just people. They're just other people. In fact, your whole family is. For me, it was one of those subtly mind-bending realizations I think a lot of people have sometime in their early adulthood. There wasn't any specific event or instance that taught me this. It's just something that became apparent to me as a result of my perspective zooming out and sharpening with age. It comes hand in hand with the realization that no one on Earth, no matter how successful they seem, ever truly has everything sorted. Suddenly, I could simultaneously see my parents' flaws and forgive them on the basis of simply being humans trying to figure it all out, just like I am. In recent years, the concept of my mother has grown from a wacky, neurotic homemaker to a woman whose only perceivable goal in life was to raise children, struggling to be content with us growing up and finding our paths that take us far from her home. My father has transformed from a quiet, brooding intellectual, as I once described him to his delight, to a man racked with anxiety balancing the weight of a company on his and his brother's shoulders while trying to keep his struggles within. And just like that, the people who raised me, who I'd always just generalized as simply my mother and my father, became another two of the seven billion unique individuals living on this planet. I imagined what I might think of them if we crossed paths as strangers and how we'd interact for the first time today, while knowing that we are undeniably who we are now because of each other. I imagine what goes on in their heads and why their brains work the way they do. I imagine what they think about when they think of themselves at my age, at 18 like my sister Julia, or at 14 like my sister Nina. And I have so many questions. My questions aren't just for my parents, either. My two sisters are growing into young adults, and as I watch them hit milestones I passed years ago, I realize I was never the present loving role model that might have served them well. They used to just be children. Now, they're complex people whose everyday lives I barely know the extent of because I missed the transition. What does Julia want to do with her life? What is Nina like when she's just hanging out with her friends? I have no idea, and it's mostly my fault. I'm very grateful that I became closer with and more appreciative of my family as I approached my 20s. The problem is, the years before that weren't just innocuous. They were pretty destructive. As a teenager, I was rude and hateful when I had to spend time with my family. I couldn't relate to them, so I didn't try to. I was unhealthily ashamed of my vibrant interests, my active imagination, my individuality, and I was in constant fear of being rejected if I let my family see the most unique parts of me. I didn't just keep myself locked in my room like most teenagers do, but I was downright hostile to my mom and Julia. Their strong personalities are the polar opposite of mine. Outgoing, brash, judgmental, and they don't share any of my cultural, or nerdy, interests. Our differences threatened me, so I retaliated to their mere natural existences. I created a distance to keep myself safe, but when I turned around a few years later, slightly more mature and ready to attempt to cross it, I realized I did not know how. I wasn't alone through these years, though. I was fortunate to grow up surrounded by a pretty consistent, tight-knit, and supportive group of friends who were all as weird as I was in their own ways. I forged sisterly bonds with them that I didn't think possible with Julia and Nina. I let them see the real me because I felt I had their approval guaranteed. My family, however, I wasn't so sure of. 
This logic might seem kind of backwards, and my parents would often tell me so when I spent days on end gallivanting with my friends and having dinner with someone else's family. Your friendships will come and go, they'd say. We're your family forever. There is some truth to this, but I also think it's easier than ever to maintain friendships even when life pulls you in different directions. Maybe we're an anomaly, but there is something sacred about the friends I had through high school and the bond we still feel today. I think each of us would say with confidence that we will always love each other even if we don't see each other for 20 years. We've always been kind of like family. Even so, I often find myself nowadays feeling that I've let myself drift far enough from some of those friends that they don't actually know who I am anymore. When I see them a couple times a year, the version of me that they see isn't really me. I start to feel like a new computer running an old operating system, all this new and improved machinery running software from years ago not quite reaching its full potential. It's as if I feel there's too much personal development to catch them up on. It's easier to be who they expect me to be. Sound familiar? I shut down parts of myself out of fear that they'll be rejected by the people I call family. I might have some patterns to work through. My dad loves to pull out old photo albums from days before we were born. I love it too. I love asking about who these people are and what's going on in the pictures and watching my parents laugh and scoff at memories of casino co-workers long forgotten. They spout these wildly Italian names my mom will shake her head saying, oh, he was crazy. Those memories are fun, but I really love coming across photos I've never seen of my mom with her parents, who I didn't get the chance to know very well. Both of them have passed away, her mother before I was born, and her father when I was eight. I've realized that it's one of my biggest fears to not have my parents around to see how I continue to live my life, to see my children and how they live theirs. We never know how much time we have, and I'm resolved to use the years to come better than I did when I was younger. All my mother ever wanted was a normal relationship with me, and I'm glad to say that we have that now. But I still have a lot of ground to make up with Julia. Any foundation for a strong sisterly bond I struck down with my insecurity-fueled attacks for so many years, though it is getting better now. Nina is eight years younger than me and very quiet. I don't actually know anything about her life outside the house during these years that were so formative for my personality and friendships. I wasted a lot of years pushing my family away. I can't have those years back, but I can take the years to come and build deeper connections as well as I can. The past year has been pretty transformative for me in terms of self-worth and identity, but I still have a lot of work to do. Being a better daughter and a better sister is a big part of that. As I'm here saying I wish I knew more about the lives my parents once lived and the lives my sisters are living now, you might be saying, why don't I just ask? Well, I'm scared. It would be strange, out of character for me. I have an odd fear of exhibiting behavior that I think people would find unexpected for me, mostly out of fear that this different new action that I might have worked hard to push myself towards might be rejected. Though inquiry into my family's lives might be perfectly welcome, I'm too afraid to just ask a question and start a conversation. So, I thought of a solution. It might not make sense to you, but for some reason, it makes sense to me. I'm going to make this podcast. I'm going to start conversations with the purpose of recording them, reflecting on them, and putting them on the internet. I'm going to impose on myself structure and a reason for these conversations, a schedule, 
a timeline, the potential that other people might hear them. These are the kinds of ridiculous external forces I have to create for myself to do things that are just good things to do sometimes. I'm going to ask questions I've never asked before and hope to prompt the telling of stories I haven't heard to the full extent. I'm going to fill out the way I see these people, the things I know about my parents, my sisters, my aunt and uncle, my grandparents. And I hope that I will let them see that I am open, I am here for them, I am better than the terrible teenager I was, and I'm still growing. In addition to that, the value of recording stories is immeasurable. I will never regret digitally crystallizing these conversations, but I would certainly never forgive myself if I knew I let stories die. So, as I embark on this journey to learn more about these people I both know so well and don't know at all, I invite others to listen. I invite you to listen and maybe be inspired to ask questions of your family in the same way. I invite you to meet the people who raised me and the people I was raised alongside. Because after all, as wild as it is, they're all just other people. My name is Allison Perone, and this is the prologue to my new podcast, Meet the Family. Expect episodes every other Thursday, with the first full episode coming next Thursday, May 24th. To keep up with the show, follow us on Twitter at MeetTheFamPod, and find us on Facebook as Meet the Family. The music for this episode is by Poddington Bear, and the songs used were The Gall, Kaleidoscope, and Bread Time. Find more music from Poddington Bear at soundofpicture.com. This podcast lives on batcamp.org, a new website where we are launching some other new podcasts this month, and hopefully a bunch of other stuff in the near future. You can follow Batcamp on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Batcamp site, to keep up with what goes on over there. Check it out!